wish we were having Christmas in July. No winter anymore. Warm breezes by the shore. Long days beneath the summery sky. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to Banffcast Extra, episode 40. Wow. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Right. Also, you're not wrong. It's July. Mm-hmm. But it's Christmas in July. Because mm-hmm. we're doing that. Because we're stupid. Yeah. And so, speaking of stupid, we picked two delightful films for this week. We have 2004's Christmas with the Cranks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. 2004's John Grisham's Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, right. Well, it's John Grisham's Skipping Christmas. Right. Which Based on the novel Skipping Christmas by Sapphire. I mean, uh, John Grisham. Yes. And then Deck the Halls, which was not a novel. Mm, No. No, from 2006. So um, I think we're going to go backwards on these. We'll start with 2006's Deck the Halls. I believe that's the one that you watched first. It is. Okay. I, I don't know why. I just picked one and sure. went with it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't look at the years or anything. I was just okay. like, you know. Well, they're pretty much in inter- It's that mid-2000s of what are we doing yeah. <laughs> with our lives. Uh, 2006's Deck the Halls, starring Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Once acclaimed director Danny DeVito. And once good actor Matthew Broderick. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Deck the Halls is a story about a little neighborhood and it's Christmas time and Matthew Broderick is the local king of Christmas and suddenly Danny DeVito moves into town mm-hmm. and he's kind of a piece of shit mm-hmm. and he's just like, I need a thing to be remembered for, for no real reason. Just because he's yeah. sad because I mean, he's a as, fuck up. As the movie goes on, it is explained that he just quits jobs and mm-hmm. moves from place to place because he gets tired and bored of whatever and is always like, I got to leave my mark. But it's like he's never staying anywhere long enough to leave his mark. Yeah. 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 So he gets the idea to uh, illuminate his house so that it can be seen from space. Correct. Because his twin daughters are checking out some knockoff version of Google Earth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, check out our neighborhood. And he's like, ooh, space. And, like, yeah, you can see your neighbor's house, Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick's house, but can't see ours. Yeah. I, I don't know why. There's it, no trees. No, I, I don't understand it either. I don't no. know what what, what body of meteorological, celestial, yeah. you know, whatever is blocking this house. But yeah, for some reason you can't see it. And so... It's probably just because they're like, you're fucking stupid, so we're not going to make your house show up. <laughs> Yeah, that's good enough a reason. But so this just becomes he's going to just he becomes that guy that you see on the local news every year with their obnoxious fucking house. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Broderick's not happy about it, as he should not be happy about it, because it's a ridiculous public nuisance. Mm-hmm. But the whole town is just like, suck it up and deal with it, Matthew Broderick. You're pretty, being a Grinch. Pretty much. And then Matthew Broderick flips the switch and also becomes an asshole, and it just becomes Battle of the Assholes. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically like if The Odd Couple was written by someone who's not Neil Simon and is also not funny. <laughs> Man, that would be that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I mean that's that's basically the takeaway of this movie is like, hey, fuck the main two characters, and you come to hate them both in their own way so much that 
there is no redemption to be found by the end of this movie. Not really, because where the movie tries to go at the end is just kind of a switch flip of, okay, now we're all on board with let's really light this house for Danny DeVito. And the whole town comes together to really just fucking destroy their own power grid for Mm -hmm. no reason. So MTV News can report that their house can be seen from space. And it's like, man, I totally don't give a fuck about any of you people. You are spending time, money, and energy on the worst parts of Christmas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's one of those movies where like... It, it starts off like a quote-unquote Ben Stiller movie of just, like, things are happening to Matthew Broderick yeah, that are put upon guy. unfair, yeah. and but then he just decides he's not going to take it anymore and be a dick about it. But there's, there's a point early on in this film, like, so, I don't know, for about 20 minutes, I thought this movie was not offensive. Lachlan Monroe shows up, Bamcast alum, and I'm like, hey, that guy wasn't in the credits. There's, uh, there's a ton of people. Yeah, both these this. movies have like a ridiculous cast. Yeah, like this... the, the wives are uh, Kristen Davis and Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. And and like... I understand these things are like big paychecks, but mm-hmm. it, they're all embarrassing. Like, I, I feel so bad for a lot of people in these because it's just like, you're so much better than this. But there's, there's like a moment where uh, Broderick wants to take their yearly family photo and he gets conned into because Danny DeVito has like this sled with horses on it that mm-hmm. he's duct taped antlers to. And then just Matthew Broderick ends up just runaway sleigh through town. It's a terrible green screen special effect. And it is just the broadest just 20 minutes of I'm on an out of control thing. And oh, it's oh, we're going to hit that old lady. Oh, we're going to run over this dog. Oh, no. And then I'm flying. And mm-hmm. it's the worst. It yeah. painful. It sucks. It's this is not what Christmas is, people. Nope. Stop this. There are better things out there than this. Yeah. Um, like I said, it just it tries to have a warm and happy ending that it totally doesn't earn. And no. it's. It's just so off-putting by the end that mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I didn't even have a you're cool. It was just, <laughs> I just kept going down the line. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, oh my God. Maybe from Arrested Development is one of Matthew Broderick's daughters. Yeah. Uh, Hurley from Lost shows up for no particular <laughs> no reason. No <laughs> reason. Fred Armisen's another weird weirdo in town. Yeah. This movie's just peppered with, the, oh, look. Cal Penn is the guy they keep going to for, like, hey, can you see the house from space? And he's like, and he's got a weird British, British accent for no reason. And he's like, no, Toby Soul, you can't see the house from space yet. And also, oh, blimey, you can see the house from space. Yeah. You know, it's like, great. Yeah. And then, man, they got, they pulled in the big guns with, like, you know, actually getting the MTV news reporter. Yeah. Uh, Suchin Pack, yes, yeah. I, I think he, are you Pack. I'm, yeah, you almost say it like Park, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, quite the score. Yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't know. Yeah, this this movie just becomes Danny DeVito is sad. Let's cheer him up. Let's mm-hmm. all gather up our own personal Christmas lights and nail them to his house. Yep, and just keep cranking up the power and hopefully space can see us. And man, when they do it too, it's like all the scientists are just blinded by their computers, which that's not how that works. <laughs> it's not. No, it's, it's bad. It, this is a bad film. Mm-hmm. It is. It is not good. That That is, that is accurate. <laughs> it is a bad, bad movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stay away. Right. So how many bags does it get? <laughs> I'm giving it four bags. Oh, same with me. <laughs> I'm not giving it the dreaded five because, 
it's not that offensive. It's just no. it's pretty damn close. Yeah. Like I said, there were parts of it where I was just like, I remember the first 20 minutes and being like, well, what is this movie? Where is this going? And then mm-hmm. it just, it goes badly. Yeah. I mean. Fuck off. The slightest <laughs> curl of a smile may have come on my face when Danny DeVito basically sold a car to the guy that owns the dealership. <laughs> like, that's the only thing. And he's only out there for like 15 seconds. And the guy walks in, he's like, I just bought one of my own cars. <laughs> like, the shock, the look of shock and bewilderment on that guy's face was like yeah. the only positive I can give in this entire movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, oh, there's just, man, I'm just thinking back of, like, all the awful things that are in this. Like, there's just dumb. Oh, they, like, it's straight up criminal acts that start up uh, by yes. the end of this. But I, mean, I just mean, like, just pure terrible. Like, yeah. Oh, the speed skating competition. The is speed pretty. skating is awful. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you let a guy on there with ski poles if you can't, <laughs> like, there's just no, like, that's so fucking stupid. Like, I can't skate, but I'm going to go speed skating. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's, like, a really brought another piece of broad comedy where a camel spits on him like while he's like laying in manure it's just like and it, and it, like the yeah. camel goes yeah you know, it's like nope that's... and they just throw you know butterscotch pudding on right. Matthew Broderick <laughs> pudding <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then there's like other grossness like they they both are like cheering on the, oh. the sexy dancers oh. from, from Mean Girls on stage and then they turn around and it's their daughters and it's like y- you knew that right I mean yeah yeah. Like, this is a really small town, and those are also your daughters. <laughs> I uh, guess that's probably... The, the moment after that is probably the one thing I smiled at, is that it just cuts to them in church throwing holy water on their eyes. Yeah. But... Yeah, uh, it's bad. Oh, man. It, it's it's embarrassingly bad. It's mm-hmm. It's like, you feel bad for everybody in it. I feel bad, especially for, like, the smaller roles, because it's like, man, what do you... What are you guys doing? Like, I understand you had an opening in your schedule and there was, you know, a paycheck involved, but, and I get the draw. It's like, oh, this movie is going to be seen forever, but fuck off. Just, (laughs) it's never going to be seen by me again. It will be seen forever in the $3 DVD bin at Walmart. Yeah, I, man, I just, I feel bad for people who like throw this on every year and just like, oh, we got to watch that. It's like, ugh, bleh. <laughs> Speaking of cranking out some Christmas movies, yeah, um, uh, <laughs> good one. Yeah, 2004's Christmas with the Cranks, uh-huh. based on the John Grisham novel, Skipping Christmas. <laughs> Skipping Christmas by which, Sapphire, which they say Skipping Christmas a hundred times in this movie, and they you, sure you're do. like, why didn't they call it that? And then you find out they didn't want to be confused with Surviving Christmas, the same year <laughs> Ben Affleck movie, and you're like. Okay, but that movie was already gone. <laughs> By the time your movie came out, you would have been fine. But yeah, man, too bad if like you accidentally got some people suckered into coming to see your movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say both those decisions are probably bad. This uh-huh. one being worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written. The script was written by Chris Columbus, which y- you done better, Chris. He did make Home Alone. Yeah, um, and Gremlins. Mm-hmm. You know, wrote it. Yeah. 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 Um, directed by Joe Roth, who directed Re- Re- Revenge of the Nerds Part 2. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Christmas with the Cranks uh, is the bane of my existence, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> this this movie is something that, like, Deck the Halls, I can look at and go, this is unfortunate. Christmas with the Cranks, I look at, and it makes me physically mad. Like, it brings up a sensation in me of... Rage. Okay. And 
because okay, so first of all, this is kind of the premise of that Charles Grodin movie we watched, um, Last Resort, mm-hmm. where so Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis are just this longtime married couple, and their daughter goes off to the Peace Corps. And one day, Tim Allen is just... And and it's the first time she's going to be away for Christmas ever. And so Tim Allen is just like out in the rain getting massacred by just anything that could possibly drench him in water. Mm -hmm. And he looks over and sees this giant travel ad. And it's like, go to the Bahamas. And he gets this idea of, hey, let's skip Christmas. Mm -hmm. Let's just go on a cruise. Yeah, he goes into work, crunches the numbers. He's like, we spent... 6,000 blah, blah, blah yeah. on Christmas party, Christmas everything. Let's just spend 3,000. Like, if we spend 3,000, we can go on a fully fully paid deluxe cruise. Yes. Okay. Right here. There is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with this idea. Nope. Nothing wrong with this idea. Nothing wrong with him pitching it to his wife. His wife is not on, re- on board really until he mentions the money saving aspect of it. And then she's like, well, all right. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with this. No. But they live in some sort of Christmas Nazi village where... Dan Aykroyd is like the head mafia don of this neighborhood, and it's like, you're not allowed to skip Christmas. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, they've made a pact to, like, skip anything and everything to do with Christmas, including... That's, okay, that's the first place where this movie goes wrong. Because Tim Allen immediately is just proudly proclaiming everywhere, do not come at me with your Christmas. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be here. I'm not participating. Fuck all y'all. That immediately rubs everyone the wrong way. Yes justifiably mm-hmm. but then the reaction counter to that is not they don't match right they're not equal no, I, yeah I get, <laughs> I get where you're coming from because yeah i was i was feeling the same thing of like please murder this village of the damned <laughs> or whatever it is that this fucking children yeah. of the corn situation that they live in here but like at first i'm like i'm on board with tim allen I'm not on board with everyone else because they're all assholes. But then, then for some reason, Tim Allen, it, like Jamie Lee Curtis asks him, can we still give our charitable donations? And he's like, no, fuck that. No Christmas, nothing. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> what? You can't give to <laughs> the orphanage because you're going on a cruise. Mm-hmm. It was 300 bucks. So you're going to spend thirty three hundred dollars instead of six thousand. But that's that goes against your. Mm-hmm. And, and so like there's constant like the, the local police, you know, <laughs> the local police, by the way, is Cheech mm-hmm. and Jake Busey. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> going door to door selling <laughs> hot policeman calendars. And he's just like, no, get away. We're not doing Christmas. No, it's like twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. And he just refuses. So I'm I'm now hating everyone in this. Right. Yeah. I'll say this because like, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think that the main fault of this, that the setup in any way, is that by the end of the movie, you it's very clear that Tim Allen is supposed to be a huge asshole. Mm-hmm. And they don't let him do that enough. Right. To like where it's like. You know, you're just kind of like, man, everyone's being very unreasonable, including him. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, it seems sort of okay because everyone's being that way. Like Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie, like 90% of it exists like a person not from this earth. No, like she she, is constantly screaming. Well, well, (laughs) I just mean like it's like extreme Pollyannaism. Like, I mean, it's like, yes, how are you a functional adult? Yeah, because like every time their daughter calls, she's like, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, oh, Jesus, God, like, (laughs) like, like she calls 
like from the airport after they just left and she loses her shit. It's like she you just talked to her 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm just saying like it's like she exists in some weird other universe where it's like everything is excitable. So it just it kind of ramps everything up cuz like she's a little too Pollyanna and he's a little too like just he's not evil enough like you know he's supposed if he's yeah. supposed to be bad or whatever he's but you should you know like dude i've seen you play an asshole like oh yeah do the galaxy quest thing like yes you know like you can earn it like be an asshole in the beginning and get your redemption by the end he keeps kind of playing to the camera like he's he's in tim allen please like me mode mm-hmm. and it's like dude i've heard you say in interviews you wish you did more stuff like galaxy quest don't be that guy right just stop doing that but you know yeah whatever but yes, the entire neighborhood basically starts just coming at them in every way they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you doing Christmas? And these people come over and they're like, why aren't you doing Chris- Christmas? And then they're like, well, we have this thing we all do, the whole neighborhood does, where we put uh, snowmen on our <laughs> roofs. Which seems like the deadliest thing this neighborhood could do, because none of them are very good at it. Yeah. And it just seems like they all could die. Well, but how this became a tradition, I don't know. But it just seems like whenever someone is up on a roof, death mm-hmm. is impending. True. <laughs> but like it, that becomes like the final thing where they're like, look, you don't even have to put it up. Just give it to us and we'll put it up for you. And they're just like, no, no, absolutely not. Like, yeah. We're not participating. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like 60% of the movie is all that, mm-hmm. you know, just like. We're not doing Christmas. Why aren't you doing Christmas? We're not doing Christmas. Why not? Why not? You know, it's like there's this. like people following them around, like mm-hmm. people that they usually buy like things from who are just like, well, like the Cub Scouts come and try to sell them a tree. And he's and like, I don't like, need a tree. Yeah, I'm not going to, which, you know, fine. But it's like, they're just immediately like, we're going to get you. And then like, she's in town and the, like the greeting card man is like, time to buy your Christmas cards. And she's like, oh, uh, we're not buying Christmas cards this year. Blah, 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 and runs away, you mm-hmm. know, and then the guy like follows her into a restaurant and is like still bothering her. It's mm-hmm. like the yeah. fuck town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all it's all very weird. Yeah, because like about 30 minutes in, I just made a note that says nuke this town from orbit. <laughs> all of them <laughs> now. OK, now. So I'm going to start to bring the positivity just a little bit mm-hmm. because, yes, all of that is terrible. And yes, I kind of want the entire town Mm-hmm. obliterated mm-hmm. because of that mm-hmm. there's a couple moments in the lead up to like the i it's weird because like it's not a, it doesn't feel like a true three-act structure no because the the twist comes about like i said about 60 percent of the way through the movie and then the whole rest of the movie is about resolving that yeah and i'll get to that in just a second but leading up to the twist if you will um there were a couple things that made me laugh. And okay. One in particular that I, I'm sorry, it shouldn't have made me laugh. And it, if you think about it in terms of the movie, it was kind of completely unnecessary. Okay. But I couldn't help myself. I was laughing my ass off. All right. After he gets the Botox. <laughs> I'm sorry. That scene was fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. Like, like, Tim, I, like, all right. So first it's like, they're going to go get spray tans, you know, so that they're not completely pasty when they get to the islands. And there's, you know, lady who works at the, at the tanning salon, who's just like completely brown and blonde. <laughs> okay. Let me just say that scene pissed me off because mm-hmm. like for whatever reason, Jamie Lee Curtis ends up in the front of this store and then people come by, including her priest, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom Poston. 
And they all act like this is just the most scandalous, most like, I can't believe you're doing. This is a store in the mall. Mm -hmm. Like, surely some of you crazy fucks who live in this town have gone in there. Otherwise, this business couldn't exist. But they're looking at them like, what in God's name are you Satanists doing getting a tan? Mm -hmm. Like, no one in this movie is acting like a human being. And it's driving me insane. I, I, anyway, I, know. Yes. I just no, had I know. To, you brought that scene up, so I, did, I, had, to, I, did, I had to voice. I so I'm just saying, like they're they're doing little things where they're like prepping for the cruise, right. and then you know it, it turns into hijinks because they run into somebody and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But the <laughs> Tim Allen at some point decides he's going to go get Botox for this shit. So there's the classic scene where like his face is fucking frozen, but he's sitting there, and I'm pretty sure he's trying to eat like fruit cocktail. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he's. I'm pretty sure, he, or just peaches at least. Because he's got peaches that he's trying to eat with a fork, and he's just putting them in his mouth and trying to talk at the same time, and they're just falling out, including one that, like, (laughs) you know that, like, whoever was directing this was like, that's the fucking take, because there is one that falls out of his mouth and lands back on the fork. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I... Fine. Like, look, <laughs> one scene later, his face is basically unfrozen and, and yeah. the effects of the Botox are basically gone. Right. So in the grand scheme of things, it's completely pointless. Like, at least they keep trying to play up the spray tan thing. Like, even though he doesn't look as, like, stupid stupid bronze as anyone else, they're like, oh, you know, if you look tan, like, it's a little no. You know, but, <laughs> but that scene was just, like, pure stupidity thrown in there. But I couldn't help it. I was laughing my ass off because Fair enough. it was really dumb, funny. <laughs> physical comedy to me okay anyway yeah the choice of the movie is uh-huh. is like it's the day it's christmas eve like morning they're yeah. they're supposed to actually leave for their cruise on christmas day yep. like midday yep they get a call christmas eve morning mm-hmm. uh from their daughter hey surprise i'm back in the country and i'm coming home for christmas with my fiance yeah which you know of course sends jamie lee curtis in right. mode and tim allen into who right what yeah yeah and, and, and like this is like the first time where it's like oh okay you are being an asshole like just straight up like you know because I think that's the problem is like if he's supposed to be an asshole you can't make the entire town also be assholes yeah you know, like like you know like if if everyone is just kind of acting normal and just like really you're not doing like okay but like the weird like stalker you know yeah. attack nature that everybody gives it's like it doesn't give Tim Allen a chance to like oh you really are an asshole but like when it's just one on one like interacting with his daughter and like boyfriend fiance you know like getting his name wrong and all this shit you know like then it's like oh okay yeah you are an asshole and like you know justifiably so anywho so like they they of course just compound the lie because that's what you do in movies like this they're like yeah we're doing christmas and we're having our party tonight you know that we always have yeah and they don't have anything ready no tree no nothing and no yeah (laughs) <laughs> and so by the end of the movie, it's, it's you know, uh, once again, this weird village of the damned thing here. Well, uh, so, I mean, at first it's Tim Allen won't just say, OK, but we've got these plans and we didn't do this. So you need to just be prepared that mm-hmm. nothing is happening because you said you were leaving and we made a plan. We had plans. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do that. You're mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. But they don't. No. They have to pretend like everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes a shitty rendition of their usual Christmas. And like, God, there's this scene. Jamie Lee Curtis has to go get the ham that is the thing that the only thing this weird demon child of theirs will eat. And so there's one left and it becomes this competition. Just all 
garbage. Mm-hmm. And this ham just goes rolling out of the supermarket. And in the one scene that I guess BJ would really enjoy, a semi truck just comes out of nowhere and murders that ham. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's it just becomes that kind of like, okay, now we have to do Christmas, and everyone's like, well, <laughs> you think you think we're gonna help you? Not really. Um, but and then, then they're like, well, we'll do it for Blair, the yeah, daughter. And then it becomes like, this weird, noble gesture. They're all like, well, fuck you guys, but your kid babysitted our kids. So <laughs> I, all right. So I know you I know this movie was never going to turn you, but no. like there is a scene where like, I think it's Dan Aykroyd, and a little bit of M.M. Walsh, like sort of backing him up of like, cause he plays the next door neighbor who's like, they just have this rivalry for some reason that never really explained. Okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. Before you go any further with that. Okay. So. They have this rivalry going back and forth. It doesn't make any sense. And M.M. Walsh keeps calling Tim Allen old man. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Tim Allen can't take that anymore. And he says, what the hell are you talking about? You're like 10 years older than me. Now, M.M. Walsh is like 40 years older than Tim Allen. I don't know who was supposed to be which way. If Tim Allen was supposed to be playing older or if M.M. Walsh was supposed to be younger. But there's a huge age gap between those two. I don't how Tim Allen responded with... (laughs) You were only 10 years older than me. I don't know. But that right there, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Emmett Walsh is 100 years old, too. <laughs> and there's less than 20 years age difference. Really? That. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> okay. He was born in 35, Tim Allen, and 53. Okay. All right. 18 years. A little weird. But, all right. Closer yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Fine. Um. But anyway. Anyway. So, like, they're giving this speech, and, and like, Dan Aykroyd's basically doing it, like, Let's do it for Blair. She babysit all her kids, and you know she does this and that. Uh, she's so good, and uh-huh. that, and, and <laughs> he's like I totally appreciated the scene because he just co- continually keeps belittling Tim Allen, who's just taking it, sitting in the background because he's like, oh, just because like you have <laughs> shitty parents doesn't mean you're a shitty kid and yeah. you should have to suffer. And like, <laughs> just like three times throughout this speech where he's just like. Tim Allen, you suck, but let's do it for Blair. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, it was kind of cracking me up, like, the whole time. That he's just, like, sitting back there, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. as long as it gets it done. But, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they get literally everyone involved. Like, they were going to borrow a tree from a neighbor um, that, like... Suddenly shows up out of nowhere, like black neighbor friend it's like oh hi tim allen oh he, uh, he well he showed up and like he was one of the carolers and stuff like, okay i that dude um fuck what's his name he was in like fear the fear of the black hat and stuff anyway ah. yeah but anyway uh shit where was i I don't know, but like there's there's hijinks yeah. that keep that ensuing. Tree. Like, and the cops show up and are like, "Why are you stealing a tree?" And like the little kid from Malcolm in the Middle <laughs> shows up and is like, "Yeah, he really was." Like, look, here's a key. He wasn't breaking in. Yeah, and then it becomes because the cops are looking for any reason to arrest him at this point. They sure. just fucking hate him because he wouldn't buy a calendar. True, <laughs> but I I don't know. Like, I know you really don't like this movie, but like. This, the latter half of this movie kind of won me back a little bit. That's it's what, better than the first half. Yes. And I'll, I, so, okay, I, I will say this much. There is there is a tiny through line of humanity in this movie, and it involves M.M. Walsh's wife, who mm-hmm. is dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And the movie always stops its bullshit whenever her character enters the thing, and everyone stops being a monster to everybody, and they're all like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's your day today? That all is normal humanity in an otherwise cartoon that is kicking you in the balls the whole time. Mm -hmm. But 
So I will admit that the thing that Tim Allen does at the end of this movie, which is supposed to be his redeeming moment of, Mm -hmm. although it's treated like a redeeming moment when it really isn't because they've decided they're not going on the cruise because the kid is back. And and well, they haven't really like he was still planning on going the very next day. Yeah. But like he's like, well, we can leave them behind. Yeah, they'll have we'll both have a romantic getaway. They can have the house. We'll have the cruise. And And Jamie Lee Curtis is just like, you're the worst. You're the absolute worst. You're garbage. And so he eventually decides to give it to Emmett Walsh and his wife for them to take. But it's not a grand, noble gesture. He even says, like, I didn't buy the insurance. It's just going to go to waste. But this movie acts like, oh, I'm giving you this this gift that will otherwise just light itself on fire if I don't give it to anybody. So here it is. I mean, it's nice for them. Mm-hmm. Well, but he also goes out of his way to, like, talk them into it because, like, sure, they're they're full on in, like, excuse mode of their life. You know, like, we can't do this. We can't do that. Our but... son might stop by. And Emmett <laughs> Walsh is like, he hasn't stopped by in years. Yeah. And they're like, well, what about this cat? And Tim Allen's like, yeah, even though I've tried to murder your cat throughout this entire movie, I'll take your cat. And he bonds with the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice moment. Right. It is it is a decent thing that happens in this movie but mm-hmm. it for me it is not enough it is okay. um yeah I, just, I, I mean i just i i like things that this does in the in the latter half because like there's a really dumb thing where they've now got the cops like dan Aykroyd basically is like orders the cops to go pick up blair you know and, and he's like do you want me to call the chief and they're like all right i guess we can go get her and then like somewhere along the way they call him and they're like stall <laughs> like we don't have because she came in an hour early and, yeah. and so Cheech is just driving down the street at like five miles an hour while all these cars are passing. <laughs> JPC isn't in on this because he was in the car by himself. He's like, dude, dude, why are you driving so slow? And he's like, I see roads. You got to be safe. <laughs> and then eventually, like, they, they take a call. They, well, and- they, 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 they act like they take a call because the Malcolm in the Middle kid right. calls him on the radio and he's like, uh, I think he said something about domestic disturbance. We got to check it out. And they're just like bullshitting around in an alley. Like, suddenly they've driven into like Crime Alley here. Mm-hmm. And like, you know. <laughs> So, like, they're just, like, shining flashlights. They're, like, he, and he finally cues Jake Busey, and I'm, like, yeah, we're just stalling. Like, they don't have anything ready yet. And they catch an actual burglary in progress. Yeah, they do. And they bring him to the fucking party. Yes, they do. <laughs> well, they throw him in the car. Right. Yeah. And then the kid is, like, the kid tries to do a noble thing, which mm-hmm. is, like, hey, come in and, and you yeah, know, the, the don't guy, be a dick. The guy was giving him a Jean Valjean speech, basically. Yeah. Like, I was only stealing because I can't ever provide for my kids and... Christmas yeah. and all this. And then this piece of shit comes in and tries to rob the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's... I, I don't know. Like I said, this, this movie in the in the latter half sort of came back around. Like, I I was 100% with you, like, with the weird cult-like Christmas thing that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- how dare you not participate and all this stuff. But it's just, it's one of those things where it's like everything could be resolved if someone would just sit down and talk to another person like a normal human being mm-hmm. and yeah. just say, look, we don't hate Christmas. We've just decided this is our first in 18 years that we've been alone and mm-hmm. we want to get on a boat because it's cheaper and, and this would be nice for us. There's no logical argument against that. No. But he just immediately goes into fuck Christmas, fuck you, fuck your charity, oh, fuck he's, your he, face. He walks around handing out a memo at work. Yeah. Yeah, and like, does, and in a most obnoxious way, like jabbing it in people's faces, like "haha, look, no Christmas for me, douche." You know, it's mm-hmm. like, dude. <laughs> so I, I just I never understand what the point of this movie is. All right, it's it's just, it. I don't know. Yeah, it's broken. It just it's one of those movies that if someone would just say a thing to another person, none of this would happen. And I realize you don't have a movie if that's the case, but I'd be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Why don't you rate this one and give us some good Christmas cheer? Okay. Now, I have some caveats attached to this one. All right. I'm going to give it one bag All right, because so. I'm still saying you probably don't want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I will say I'm sure it's on YouTube or some other streaming thing. Look up the Botox scene from this movie. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. It's yeah. Or just, just skip ahead. Oh, find, sure. find the timestamp or whatever. Okay. You know, I'm yes. just like, you don't need to watch the entire thing mm-hmm. unless you want to. Mm-hmm. Um. There are weird sort of personal things that resonate a little bit. I know this movie exists on another fucking universe and, and, and everything, but as broad as the strokes are are created with this, there are weird things that kind of resonate with me a little bit. Okay, because the the cranks are uh, like extreme caricature versions of my parents a little bit. Okay. All right, <laughs> just I'm just saying like. <laughs> That's kind of the dynamic my actual parents have going on. Okay. Um, with like kind of selfish and kind of Pollyanna, mm-hmm. you know, and like that. I'm not saying that like a bad thing. I'm just saying like there's, I get that even though it's painted with the broadest strokes possible. Okay. Also, like as someone who basically like had no Christmas plans one year, I basically did this where I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm not doing anything Christmas this year. Like I'm. I'm not going to any Christmas parties. I'm not even going to open presents. And I will say, I got very similar fucking reactions. Like, what do you mean? Like, like people were aghast at the mm. fact that, like, I would not do Christmassy things. And I was just like, nah, I, I just don't really want to. <laughs> like, like, I don't have Christmas plans. I'm just like, why, why don't, why wouldn't you come over? And, and I guess I, I'm like, you really, you've told me you don't want to sit with your family. Why would you want me involved? Like, that's yeah. the thing is like, people get this like, kind of blinders on where any other day of the year they're talking about like, Oh man, I have to go hang out with my family. But then it's like Christmas is involved. It's like, why aren't you hanging out with your family? It's like, well, they're gone. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I don't have a choice. And well, why don't you come with, and I don't need to be around. It's okay. I, I, I want I, your I family. Be, I could be alone. I don't need to be around your family. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I'm just saying like, not anything to this degree. Obviously this sure. is all very weird versions of everything but some of it resonated slightly with me okay i'm still saying for the most part skip this movie because there's also like a really dumb mythical maybe santa clausy character yeah that was the final exclamation point of fuck you at the end of this movie for me where i was just like oh really fuck off just (laughs) yeah that whole sideline just made your brain short circuit Uh, well uh, okay (laughs) 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 yeah (laughs) You see people. <laughs> it was Austin Pendleton who was, who was in, in short circuit. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, I wonder if in John Grisham's novel they were named Cranks. Hmm. Because that is so on the nose, it's, it's insulting. And, you know, it's not like... It's not like his name was Jack Submarine and not for an October. <laughs> it I mean, should have been. I mean, that would have been such a better, better just, movie. Well, what's your specialty, Jack Submarine? You know, it's like, I don't know. It, that's they a, they that's, are, in fact, named the cranks. Really? Mm-hmm. Boo on you, John Grisham. That's terrible. Uh, I could not like this movie less. Okay. If I tried. Uh, I'm giving it five bags. Hmm. I just, man... Like I said, there's that one little hint of humanity in it that's almost nice and, you know, is 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 really a nice thing for people. But the rest of this movie is just so... Like, there are people in this I like and I want to punch them. I, I like Dan Aykroyd. I really do. 
But fuck you, Dan Aykroyd. Seriously. <laughs> I'd rather listen to you talk about UFOs or your weird bourbon or whatever the fuck it is that you Crystal said. head vodka. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I And again, I get it. Paycheck. Christmas movie. I totally get it. Big studio thing. I totally understand. But, mm-hmm. oh, man. I just... <laughs> <laughs> there, are just there are just so many better Christmas things. It's... It, I don't know if we just got jaded and mean, or I, I just I don't understand. I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. Christmas is breaking me, man. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I mean, f- full disclosure. I fucking hate Christmas. <laughs> I, like I really do. Like I know we're doing this dumb shit, but I fucking hate Christmas. I really do. Like two weeks into this. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm just throwing Christmas that up. can fuck off. <laughs> I do. I mean, I don't. I guess all right. I don't hate Christmas in its purest form, yeah. Then very the purest notions of it, uh-huh. but Christmas music, Christmas lights, Christmas sell sales happening before Halloween now. Sure, just something that both these movies make painfully obvious is that ninety nine percent of Christmas music sucks, mm-hmm. and there's only twelve songs, and they're all beaten to death. Although every once in a while you get the country version of that song. And it's like, well, fuck that version, too. Ah, when your movie has Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer in it, fuck you. Hard. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, I suppose. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I'm just... I'm, I'm, Please continue I'm, hating No, Christmas. I'm just full, I'm full disclosing that I, like, I kind of hate Christmas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. Like, I like the idea of Christmas. Sure. I think giving friends and family some gifts and spending some time together is fine, mm-hmm. but the two-month build to it... Oh, no. Fuck all of that. Yeah. I, like, mean, I, I used to be fine with like, all right, it's Thanksgiving, we're eating ourselves stupid, Santa shows up at the end of the Macy's Day, mm-hmm. it can officially start now. Yep. Put up your lights, buy a tree, what, do whatever the fuck you want to do, but yep. now that that shit is playing in, in, in malls before Thanksgiving, like almost... Practically, like, Halloween decorations go down. Like, it feels like the world became, you have bullshit Halloween decorations for three months, and then it's bullshit <laughs> Christmas decorations for two and a half months. Yeah. But then they don't come down until mid-February. Right. So that's what I mean. It's like, that that is the world now. Like, you know. I think we would feel differently if it got cold here. I don't think I would. I would. Like, I, I see, like, during the Christmas season, I see people enjoying the christmas season i'm like you know what if it was cold and i could put a sweater on i maybe i'd be into this but it's like i'm in shorts and everything's humid and this sucks <laughs> no no i still hate going into store like going into public places oh yeah pre-thanksgiving yes. and yes. being subjected to christmas music can fuck off and die you're right you're absolutely right i mean that like if you want to put me in a bad mood that's how you do it like you want me, you want to make me hate, hate christmas <laughs> that's how you do it force me into listening to Pieces of shit Christmas songs. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, I mean... No, I'd, I'd say five years ago, maybe even ten. Maybe I, maybe I have to go back ten. I didn't hate Christmas. I didn't even, like... It was just a thing. It happened. It was great. <laughs> Whatever. But, like, I mean, with that, like... I have, at most, a month tolerance of Christmas music in me, period. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it, it shouldn't even be that much, because, you know, Thanksgiving's supposed to happen the last Thursday until the 25th, and... They didn't really start subjecting you to Christmas music in public places that December early. 1st. Yeah. It was like, well, it was usually like, all right, about 
15 days out, like, you know, then you walk into a restaurant. It's like, hey, it's wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> We're yeah. fucking song of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will not argue that with yeah. you. So, I mean, just, yeah, I, I, whatever. Sure. So, good on us for starting this shit even earlier. So, <laughs> just get this. By the time December comes comes around, I'll just be walking around bashing people in the head with candy canes, probably. Sweet. <laughs> Well, if you want to contribute to Harlow's Defense Fund... (laughs) (laughs) I won't actually do that, most likely. Patreon.com slash Banffcast will help us get a public defender to get Harlow out of I think public defenders are free, Chuck. Uh, You gotta tip them. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you tip the public defender? No, no, I think public... I think otherwise it's just a defender. Yeah, but you gotta slip them a little something to Mm. maybe not be totally shitty. To maybe read your case file before (laughs) completing the case. You slip them a little side. Yeah. It's like the Vegas thing. You give oh, them a really? 20 and you just then like go for a handshake yeah. and like you got a 20. Uh, and, yeah. How's your upgrade situation? Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good, sir. Yeah. I will actually read your case. So you upgrade your public defender to a senior public defender. Mm. You know, the high roller public defender table. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you for being patrons and supporting this, this foolishness that we're doing. We're sorry. <laughs> if you like Christmas, boy, we are so sorry. Um, we're not telling you not to like Christmas. We're just saying this week anyway. Fuck Christmas. Yeah, I, I'm saying put the fucking reins on your reindeer and rein them in. Like do that shit in the appropriate time. And right. Then, then it will actually be a wonderful Christmas time, which Absolutely. is about twelve days. Yes. Right. The twelve days of Christmas. I've heard that. That's yeah. all we need. Yeah. No more. Mm-mm, that's it. Speaking of no more, this podcast is no more. Oh. We've run out. Oh, this episode. Does. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not Woo. ending it. <laughs> We, I'm sorry was, to say I, we've I, been canceled. I was iTunes wrote us and said what I was going to do with the rest of my <laughs> weeks in July. If yeah. not, nope. If we not got three Christmas. more weeks of this. Great. Yeah. <laughs> On the 21st day of Christmas, I think I think they're going to get a little better. The I think we gave to me. I think we've got some better movies. It's a podcast that weren't free. <laughs> <laughs> eh, they're free if you wait. Oh, true. If you're listening to Christmas in August right now. Uh, oh yeah, man. We're gonna. I'll, we'll. Well, I've had to get the hate mail, like, how far in advance, like, sometime know. in August. Know, it's so weird. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Christmas is the best. <laughs> and wonderful Christmas time is yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Christmas time. Please just don't write us about Christmas. We just, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> I will, I will not hear any arguments. That's a good song. That, that's for hey, damn sure. I am a Paul McCartney fan. That I am song too. is fucking garbage. That was the worst. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's, let's stop being Scrooges and Cranks and get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, until next week where we have two more Christmas movies for whatever reason. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra, out. Now it's winter and the snow is piling high. Let's change the holiday vacation far away next Christmas in July. There's nothing there but time, gin tonic and some lime next Christmas in July. Our blues are on the run, we're soaking up the sun next Christmas in July.